Welcome back to the Data Blitz Podcast. I'm your host, Noel. And I'm your co-host, Brendan. We did it. We finally figured it out. (laughs) Who would have thought? Uh, So we're back again with another Dynasty episode today. Uh, Last week of the regular season, last huge slate of games to talk about. Um, Post-playoffs, so not any real implications for the rest of the season for us, but you know, looking forward towards next year. Uh, how's that got you feeling, Brendan? Good. Um, I'm excited to kind of break out a new format and how we discuss this today. Yeah, so this was your idea, so go ahead and share what we're going to do. Yeah, so we're going to run through our risers, our fallers, our rookies that we want to talk about, but we're going to kind of mix that in with talking about the actual games, um, talking about what we thought and kind of like you know we we watch all the games so we want to make sure that we're covering the actual scores and what's going on with each of these teams as we talk about these players so we'll break that all down yeah i love that idea it does feel like that was some part that was kind of lacking from what we were doing uh recapping games and you know we were like hey we'll recap the bets on friday's episode or whatever but you know who really wants to listen to a recap of Sunday or Monday or Thursday on Friday? Um, so I think this is definitely the right way to do it going forward. Wish we introduced it a little bit earlier in the season, but I'm happy to give it a try today. Yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah, why don't you take us away? All right, so the first game we're going to go over is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So obviously Baltimore was already good. They didn't start Lamar Jackson. Um, they had already locked up the one seed, so we had Tyler Huntley versus Mason Rudolph. They basically had identical stats. Um, Pittsburgh won 17-10. Pittsburgh needed to win to get in, so that was pretty huge for them, um, being able to pull out a one-touchdown victory. Um, I guess where I would start with this is what's going on in the quarterback room for the Steelers? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, man. I think Mason Rudolph's going to be the starter next year if they don't draft anybody. Uh, they're in the playoffs, so they don't really have the draft stock to get anybody good. Maybe, you know, Bo Nix or Michael Penix after last night's performance by him. Uh, but if I'm the Steelers, I consider rolling with Mason Rudolph next year for sure. Kenny Pickett has never really shown anything in the league too much. Uh, he had a really good preseason this year, but besides that, uh, I, I can't rely on him. So it's a Rudolph it is for me. What about you? What yeah. Do you think? Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett's a big faller. Um, this, if you can get beat out by Mason Rudolph, then you have some other issues going on. Absolutely. Um, you, you seem like, I don't know. You seemed like you were a little high on Mason Rudolph and I think he's not even top 50 quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he went 18 going for in... 20. Pretty good last week. Hmm? He was pretty good last week. I think he's had a pretty good streak, too. He's kind of figured it out. Yeah, he went 18 for 20, but only got 150 pass yards out of that. So less than 10 yards per uh, right. completion is not very good. Two weeks before that, he was over 10 yards per completion. Threw for 270 and 290. Uh, two touchdowns and zero touchdowns, and has not thrown an interception in any of his starts. 
that's a good stat. That's that's a lot the only of thing I would have good. to say about that wins. that I'll push back. I'm going to push back because although those stats are fantastic, how many times have we seen in the NFL a quarterback come out and throw, you know, two games like that, 300 yards almost, and then it just seems like the good teams just figure them out and everybody just copycats. All right, I hear you, but I'm going to come back with what do the Steelers do next season? If it's not Mason Rudolph, we know it's not Kenny Pickett, what are they going to do? Where's their draft pick? We don't know yet because they're in the playoffs. Well, they're going to lose to the Bills. it's got to be – if they <laughs> lose to the Bills right now, I believe it is 23. Okay. 23 you has – You can grab a quarterback. At 23, um, I'm looking at a mock draft right here. It looks like – I'm so confused on this now because we had Penix going off the board at 8 before last night. Now he's off the board at 11. So it looks like the best quarterback left – Knicks at 23 is Knicks or uh, McCarthy. And the winner of that is Knicks. I think so, but you know, it's the Steelers. Yeah, it's a definitely, yeah, it's a weird situation. And obviously if they like take a quarterback with their first round pick this year and they miss, like the franchise could be in some trouble. What about Justin Fields? That's a possibility. I could see that. I could see that. You could talk to Justin me that. Fields, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. That'd be a great offense. But I don't know. I think I, think, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Deontay play. Johnson's coming back. What do you mean? Is he a free agent? So that. So no, I don't think he is. But there was a video, another video of him just like refusing to block, and he was also. they got a call on them that was 12 men on the field and it was because he didn't hustle off. Uh, So he's he's just had plenty of bad looks. Yeah. Um, I remember I drafted Deontay Johnson his rookie year. I called him AB minus crazy. Little sleeper player nicknames. Seems like that crazy starting to come out a little bit. Yeah potential diva wide receiver that you're not getting enough from to be to be a diva (laughs) but he's the reason they won this game um eight or nine yards one touchdown i think he's going to be good no matter where he goes he always has really good route running good separation is a reliable target uh i don't know i think the steelers are one of the worst case scenarios for him and he's still been pretty solid on him do you think he won them the game or do you think Najee Harris won them the game. I mean, he had that 71-yard reception. But Najee did go nuts, but only averaged 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, I think Deontay was kind of better. But, you know, it was one one play. So this kind of leads us to another riser, potentially, um, Najee Harris. Never. (laughs) No? You're still out? No, I can't trust the guy. He's... Not good. Uh, pretty inefficient. How about like a like a low end running back too? Sure, I could see. I think that you know, I think that's a rise he, from where he was. He has the yeah. I guess it is. I just to me, it's like what's even the point? Because a lot of people have stuff sunk into Najee. They paid a lot for him. Um, sure. 
I don't know if you can go out and get him for like a second, which is what I would maybe value him at. Uh, probably not even with the draft class coming in. Um, probably a mid few second. guys that are projected to go in the second. Yeah, maybe mid to late, like 2, 2.08 would be my guess on Najee's you know, exact value right now. Because uh, I think that's after the three top three running backs go off the board. Yeah, I think this draft is going to be phenomenal for offenses because obviously this has been kind of a defensive year, and I think this rookie class is definitely going to like really make a difference next year. Yeah, I think so too. Tons of wide receivers that I'm excited for. Running back class is fine. Uh, as a Wisconsin fan, very excited for Braylon Allen to get in the league. He's only like 19 or something yeah. crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't know how that's possible. So we're going to get Braylon Allen coming off of his rookie contract when he's like 23, which is (laughs) insane. Um, so really excited for that, you know, quarterback situation. We have Caleb and Drake may and Penix. It it just feels like it's all gotten better as the year goes on. Um, and even the tight end situation, just think a little bit lacking at running back, but really who cares? Yeah, PPR kind of dominates when the wide receivers are this good. Yeah, and I'm looking to rebuild around you know some wide receivers this year. I think I locked up Marvin Harrison Jr. at the 1.02 in one league. I, I'm hoping he falls past Caleb, but if Caleb falls, I'm just going to take him. Um, yeah, but definitely a good year to kind of jumpstart a rebuild with some wide receivers. For sure. Um, was there anybody you wanted to talk about um, with the Ravens. There's not a whole lot going on there. Maybe Isaiah Isaiah Likely. likely. Yeah, Isaiah Likely got that touchdown. Uh, I had that prop mentioned in the betting episode, so I got some free money off of that, which is pretty cool. But really besides that, not much going on there. Gus Edwards, an efficient 4.8 yards per carry, uh, but he did that on 48 yards with a lot of 29, so it's kind of deceptively efficient. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, really nothing else to go over here. Yeah. I was going to say just Isaiah likely he had the touchdown. He had two receptions for 31 yards, which is like, Oh crap. He didn't really do anything, but he only played 33% of snaps. So oh, for yeah. that amount of time, we'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good stat to bring out. Let's move on to the next game. I feel like we are. Yeah. We'll figure out. How so he's, <laughs> Well, I was just about to say, um, Houston 23, Indy 19. Um, this was a win and end. The Colts fell short with Gardner Minshew, I guess, under throwing or throwing behind the running back that should not have been on the field. Um, yeah, what what do you what's your take on that? Um, no, Jonathan Taylor as a Wisco guy. Tell me about Jonathan Taylor not being on the field on that play. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're doing. Jonathan Taylor, 30 attempts, 188 yards, 6.3 yards per attempt. Only a long of 49, but you know, insane game from him. Something that I've come to expect when you really need to rely on him. Uh, I don't know why they chose to not rely on him. You know, Gardner Minshew was not having the best game up to that point. He finished with a 71.7 QBR. Uh, I just don't know you know, why you don't go to the run game there. Maybe they saw something that I didn't, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor's him. 
Is Jonathan Taylor back? Easily back. Top five running back next year. No questions. I think we expect yeah. that from him when he's healthy, but he he was the one 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 like last year. Yeah, he was. That was a lot of fun for me because I predicted that in college. I was like, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the one one. I'm going to go get him everywhere. I still have him in like fifty percent of leagues. Um, yeah, he's been tough, but we'll see how that ends up. But I think he's back. I think he's someone that you can rely on. I saw a tweet that was talking about, you know, cornerstones instead of, you know, doing tiers and stuff like that, talking about cornerstone players that you can rely on through the rest of their careers. Uh, And Jonathan Taylor was not mentioned in that tweet. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it's Bijan, Brees. What running backs were? Bijan, Brees, Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, and Jameer Gibbs. I'm like, what harm does it does? What harm does it do to throw Jonathan Taylor in here at number six? Uh, he's yeah, he got, probably he going to be more. Yeah, he's going to be more reliable than Kyron and Christian McCaffrey. We probably only have two good years left out of him. Brees Hall, you know, coaching situation just changed, but I still need to see something happen. Um, I think, or I mean, Bijan. Sorry, I was looking at Brees Hall and reading Bijan or whatever. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is a guy that you can really rely on as a cornerstone running back uh, going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Gardner Minshew faller because he's he's not going to be the starter next year. I don't think anywhere. Sorry, what? <laughs> I couldn't hear you. But no. <laughs> um, I was I was saying Gardner Minshew is not going to be a starter anywhere next year. So a faller yeah i guess um we saw him get acquired for a third round pick right after the anthony richardson injury um right after yeah and i don't know i think he could probably still fetch that value for him just on the off chance that he goes somewhere that he ends up in a starting job but you know i would not be paying a third for gardner Minshew right now just feels like he's probably had his time i don't know what his contract situation looks like and i'd be interested to find out but you know i think he's stuck with the colts for a bit longer and if anthony richardson comes back maybe he's injury prone again but maybe maybe not yeah um the last thing i kind of want to talk about with this game um obviously nico collins is fantastic i think he's i think he's a clear wide receiver one even with tank dell there i think they both have the potential to be because my point here is cj stroud is fucking unreal i've been saying all season (laughs) dude some of those throws were absurd cj stroud is like a top three real quarterback in the league like he's ahead of josh allen for me already uh, yeah, how many guys threw for 4,000 yards this year? He did, say, he missed two games. You know, Patrick Mahomes stays in front of him, but who else is really in front of him? Not Jalen Hurts. No. Not, um, I don't know, who else isn't? Aaron Rodgers might be, but, but that's a different discussion. Um, but, you know, from a dynasty perspective, he's super young. He's incredible. He has two great wide receivers, at least it seems. Uh, pretty much locked up right now and kind of a winning mentality in that locker room. So 
I think real life quarterbacks, CJ Stroud is that guy. Yeah. I I was struggling with this thought of like wanting to trade for him and in a couple of our dynasty leagues. Um and I just you know, he's so good and I know he's gonna be that good. I just don't know if I can justify the price because everybody else knows that too. Yeah, you're not going to get him from me in the one where I still have him. In the one QB, <laughs> uh, I had him in both of our leagues. So in the one QB, I moved off him for Derrick Henry in a first. And I think that was pretty much fair maximum value that you can get for a quarterback. I had Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott too, so I didn't need him anymore. Yeah, and super flex, it would be like all my draft picks the next three years. Yeah, I mean, we can draft up a trade maybe one day, but not going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> that would be pretty boring. Man, would um, you throw in a third? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Tampa Bay, Carolina. This was a very uneventful game. Tampa Bay, nine. Carolina, zero. Um, you know, just nothing going on here but a few field goals. Um this was our no touchdown game. Here. We were off. Yeah. We knew that it was going to happen this week, but we were off. Um, we were all Chris Godwin, there. you know, posted a pretty good game, and Mike Evans struggled a little bit. He only had 22 yards. Chris Godwin had 51 on six receptions. Good to see Chris Godwin getting involved again. And Rashad White stays good. Baker had a you know solid game, no interceptions, no touchdowns, not anything special, but not anything awful either. Um, so I think that's all I got from the Bucks side. You got anything else? No, there's nothing else here. Godwin was fine. You know, he in PPR he's getting you eleven points, which is okay. And Rashad White was solid, so no complaints. But nothing happened in this game. Um, Bryce Young didn't break 100 yards passing. Uh, Chuba was fine, 83 yards. And otherwise, there's absolutely nothing else here to look at. Um, Did you see the DJ Chark fumble through the back of the end zone? Yeah. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man. I'm rooting for Bryce Young still, so hard, and, and that's what happens. They still would have lost. Yeah, they um, still would have. But... <laughs> I have a kind of a hot take about this. Um, Go for it. I don't think I don't think Carolina is that that far off if they sink some money into some players in free agency. My question with Carolina is how good is their O line? That's what I'm saying. They would have to completely rebuild that O line. That O line sucks. Yeah. So. So I think if they completely rebuilt that, added one wide receiver, I think they'd be okay. I think they'd win six, seven games next year. Yeah, I could see that. I think they probably need to invest a little bit in their defense too, but I think they have the issues. Is they don't have the um, draft stock because they traded everything yep. for Bryce Young, but they do have a significant amount of cap space. I think they're like third in the league or no, I think they're like fifth in terms of cap space. Um, so that could be something to keep an eye on is them in the free agent market. Yeah. I mean, they got to be spenders. You spent a first overall on a quarterback who's severely underperformed, um, kind of as we all expected with that situation. But 
Yeah, you'd think they would invest and double down because, I mean, if you don't, then you're just wasting time. Exactly. All right, the next game, Cincinnati 31, Cleveland 14. Cleveland locked up that uh, five seed or whatever it was, and, you know, they just threw Jeff Driscoll out there. We said it was, we pretty much predicted this game. We just didn't see Cincinnati scoring so much. Yeah, we Um, did. (laughs) We pretty much predicted this game. Um, We said we didn't see Cleveland scoring over 13 points. They scored 14. I think you you said 14 with Jeff Driscoll. That was all you right there. (laughs) But then we both took, you know, Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati under parlayed. And that missed because of the (laughs) under. It was 37. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so not bad. Um, Jeff Driscoll, you know, about what we expected. A couple garbage time touchdowns. A couple interceptions early. And then otherwise, there was nothing else really worth talking about other than maybe David Bell. What were your thoughts there? Um, Pretty good performance. I don't think he's relevant going forward. I was pretty much only intrigued by Joe Mixon. And I, I guess Jamar Chase played in this game, but like not really. Uh, so pretty much Joe Mixon, and he had a really good game. On only 14 attempts, he had 111 yards. So that was good to see. I don't know if he's even back there next year, though. Yeah, kind of seemed like they wanted to move on from him last off season. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know why, because I don't think he's a guy who's commanding a ton of money but is like fairly consistent and just solid. He's not he's not really other than once in a while going to get you that 30 40 point mark, but otherwise he's good for what 10 to 10 to 16 18 points. Yeah, he's pretty reliable. Um so I don't know. Two Obviously Chase Brown. If they can get the right market for him, then yeah, probably to keep him, but I don't know. Yeah, it kind of feels like Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So Not something as worth extreme, but yeah. Yes, I think it's probably like one more year of both of them with a bigger role for Chase Brown next year. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. So otherwise, um, yeah, Jamar Chase didn't do much. We don't really care. It's week eighteen. We know who he is, um, and Jake Browning's still the quarterback. He's fine, but not Joe Burrow. So, otherwise, you want to move to the next game? Yeah, let's do it. All right, next we had Detroit over Minnesota. Um, Detroit played everybody. They wanted that potential one seed, I think it was, or whatever, or the potential two seed. Um, so... A great game out of Amon Ra. Another great game out of Jared Goff. Both running backs got touchdowns. The entire team was fantasy relevant. Um, Sam Laporta. A good showing, I think. Yes. And I think it was a really good showing for Detroit. As you said, Laporta got hurt. Um, He still snuck in a touchdown there and broke some rookie record or something. Um, I forget exactly what it was, but kind of significant heading in. It was, yeah, it was receptions, which is huge. It's all that volume we want. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so 
the last thing I wanted to touch on with the Lions is going into the playoffs. Um, how are they going to fare if they're not with Laporta? I think they'll be fine. I don't think the Rams are better than the Lions. Um, so I think they're going to stick to their rushing attack. You know, they should get... They have enough weapons offensively to, to kind of fill in the gaps. Um, Amon Ra is just incredible. Might struggle a little bit, but they are... They're at home, I believe. So I'm not that concerned about it. How are you feeling? I'm kind of concerned. Really? Um, reason being, we haven't seen anything out of Jameson Williams this year except for, what, two bombs? Yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be their number two guy. So my concern is that the Rams win by just scoring a shit ton of points. They don't rely on their defense whatsoever. And the Lions defense hasn't been amazing this year. It's been good in some spots. And um, with some guys getting healthy on the defensive side of the ball, maybe that balances it out for them. But this game kind of just feels like a shootout. Yeah. I would say that, you know, Josh Reynolds might be able to step up. He's had a couple 80-yard games this year. Um, more than a couple 70-yard games, especially early on when Laporta wasn't as involved. Um, kind of feels like his time to shine. Um, uh, not totally sure if it ends up happening, but he would be the guy, I think. I don't think Jameson Williams is there yet. Yeah. Um, you think they just let Jameer Gibbs loose? That'd be cool. I think Jameer Gibbs, Dave Montgomery run through the rushing attack, change up their offense a little bit, you know, rely on the play action and stuff like that would be what I would do if I was, you know, Dan Campbell. Yeah, you think they could go to like some sort of Mike McDaniel, two running backs, like crazy motion and stuff, and just get Jameer Gibbs in space and some screen passes. I don't know if they can do all that in a week, but I think just you know going to the running part of the playbook is going to be a good start for the game plan against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned because it seems like both teams are capable of the exact same thing. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like the Lions defense is better, but I know that it's not. That's how I feel. Um, and it does feel like I don't know. I'm not in love with the Rams' offense, even though they have pretty incredible players. So I think the Lions have more weapons, um, which is funny to say because one team is Cooper Cup, Puka, and Kyron. But um, I think when when push comes to shove, the Lions will show out here. Yeah. Um, On the Viking side of the ball, there wasn't a ton going on um, other than the obvious Justin Jefferson which we just expect on a weekly basis. Um, Justin Jefferson, what, 12 receptions, 150-something yards, or 100 and... 192. How many do you have? 192, 192. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah the dude's just a freak. A we all know that. <laughs> he always has himself a day, regardless of how many interceptions he throws. Yeah, and then Jordan Addison had... 57 yards on four receptions and a touchdown. I don't fully remember, but I don't think that touchdown was on the same drive that 
Uh, he did you see that where he like stutter stepped and then just kind of didn't catch the ball? Uh, he like the ball was perfectly placed and he stopped short of it and then was just couldn't catch it. It was really weird, but um, he could have had a really good day too if he you know ended up catching that ball. But fifteen point seven isn't too bad. Yeah, he's been pretty solid even with Jefferson. I think what we have to pay attention to is the quarterback situation there because I think given a top 10 quarterback, top 5 quarterback, both of them are potentially wide receiver one level in terms of fantasy relevance. Um, Maybe not in terms of talent, I guess, because we kind of already had that conversation. But in terms of production, I think they both could be up there given a good quarterback. Yeah, I think so. Let me ask you, uh, Kirk Cousins coming back next year? I hope so. Dude was having like the best year of his career. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I think a lot of like a lot of Vikings fans like him, but uh, I could totally see it going another way where Kirk ends up going somewhere else. They trade him and kind of restart the rebuild. You have Jared Goff, Jordan Love. Caleb Williams slash Justin Fields all in your division. You probably need to start the rebuild now. I don't think you're going to win this division with a, a not a great team. Yeah. I mean, tough sledding if you have those guys, but at the same time, I think they can match up. They have three awesome weapons on offense. they got to figure out what's going on at running back, but I think they had a couple guys on defense and maybe a guy on the offensive line and a running back, I think they're pretty pretty fucking good. Yeah, I could see it. I, quarterback's a big question mark for me, but if, if they'd run it back with Kirk Cousins, I think they could do something if they get more pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next game, we had Jets 17, Pats 3. Um, this was a snow game, and it was actually kind of fun to watch, um, not because they were just talking about Belichick for three hours, but because there was actually like kind of a lot going on in this game. Um, Just complete ball control game from a like game scripts standpoint. Um, Trevor Simeon threw for 70 yards. Bailey Sappy (laughs) threw for 88. (laughs) Um, The story here obviously is Brees Hall. Brees is so good. I mean, he single-handedly won the game. Yeah, 178 yards on 37 attempts. I don't know why you'd give your (laughs) running back 37 attempts when you're not in the playoffs just to beat the Patriots, who you've lost to like 15 straight times. But, you know, whatever. I know why. At least they did it. Why? Because they should have been starting Dalvin Cook. But they traded him. Or, no, they cut him. (laughs) Izzy would have been a good play, and he only had three attempts for six yards, which was tough. I, I don't know why you, you know, guys coming off an ACL injury, you probably did That's not what I'm saying. Much. Uh, we also had Garrett Wilson have 34 yards um, with a long of 30. So he had half of Trevor Simeon's yards, which is pretty good. Um, as a Patriots fan, what'd you see on that side of the ball? Um, I think the Pats kind of, they know that a lot's going to change this off season. Um, I think they, you know, 
they're they're playing for each other, you know. <laughs> like they they probably expected to win this game, um, and they didn't, and they were kind of like, oh well, we sucked this year. <laughs> but I think yeah. they know um, that with a good pick, with how good the franchise has been over the past twenty years since Kraft took over, um, I think they know that this franchise will turn around. Um, and I think especially on the defensive side of the ball, they know that they're good there. So I could see the Pats being only like a few moves away, which is a very different place than I was probably two weeks ago um, where I was like, burn it to the ground. But they have a really good defense, and I think if they can add a quarterback, add one wide receiver, maybe even two, um, and obviously add to the offensive line, but they have 120 million in cap space. If you can just do those things, like just spend the money and not fuck up in the draft for the first time ever, they're perfectly fine. Yeah, I could see them doing a similar situation to what they do every time they have a bunch of money, which I think last time was like two, three years ago. Um, when they, they signed Johnu. Yeah, they signed a bunch of <laughs> awful receivers. Um. I think now they have Juju, but Kendrick Bourne, uh, Jacoby Myers wasn't bad. Uh, Devontae Parker. Like, what are you doing? Um, so maybe go and, you know, get get someone actually good instead of just relying on volume would be cool. Um, you it must did... have been some sort of, like, money ball play where they were like, yeah, these three totally guys add up to a wide receiver one. Kendrick Bourne is sick. It, just very rarely. He's so good though, but yeah, not reliable. Um, yeah. You locked up the number three pick. Are you Huge. thinking Jaden Daniels? Are you thinking Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, uh, Malik Neighbors? If you know Marvin Harrison's already off the board, you gonna trade back? What you doing? If you're Bill or you know future GM. So. This is a very tough question, and I think the Patriots are going to debate this all offseason. Um, but basically, with that pick, you'd kind of want them to grab Marvin Harrison from a Pat standpoint because our wide receivers have been so bad, and it's been hard to attract that in the free agent market. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't matter if you have Marvin Harrison Jr. if you have nobody throwing him the football. Yeah. So that's a big problem. Um, I saw a video today of this guy who said, here's how the Pats ha- can turn around their franchise in one year. I would credit it, but I don't know the guy's username. Um, but he basically said what the Pats should do is they should trade for the first overall pick. And then they trade Bill okay. Belichick to the Chargers for their first round pick. <laughs> so they would then have the they would not take that. <laughs> For That's the what the fifth Saints overall pick. Eighth. The Chargers are at five. Okay, he was saying eight in the video. Um, I don't know, but anyways, they said basically that's what Denver did for Sean Payton. So he's like, Bill should go for the same price. So let's say Bill doesn't go to the Chargers. Let's say we get like a mid first. You know, they're going to be able to grab Caleb Williams at one, and then grab a wide receiver later on 
because um, there's plenty of guys here that are st- potential studs and will be studs. Um, and then yeah. he was also saying that you pay Gerard Mayo to stay as DC. Otherwise, you clean house, you hire Mike Vrabel, and you pick up Wes Welker as your offensive coordinator after working with Mike McDaniels <laughs> as the wide receiver coach. Well, uh, and then you signed T Higgins is what he said. You got to sign T Higgins. Um, I think let's say you can't trade up. I mean, if I were the Pats, I'd trade back to to the bears at nine. So you trade three for nine. The bears would get Caleb and Marvin Harrison jr. Crazy. Um, but then the Pats, would have a chance at drafting Penix and then could probably pick up another first-round pick and maybe a second-round pick. Um, if they picked up the Bears' second-round pick, they'd be able to get you know Penix um, and... What's his name? Keon what Coleman. Keon Coleman or... Adonai Mitchell. This guy? Uh, Xavier Worthy. You like Worthy over Mitchell? I don't know. Worthy's pretty good. But I haven't done my film stuff yet. We got to do that this offseason. That'd be pretty fun. Um, I don't know, but you, there's some opportunity there where you guys cr- trade back, get, you know, Penix or one of the other guys and can rebuild that way. But it's kind of not really the way that it's done a lot of the time. Yeah, that's like a big guessing game. You know, exactly. like expecting guys to drop to where they are in a mock draft. Because we know that's yeah. not how it works when you take Cole Strange. Yeah, he's at a he's at uh, eleven right now, going to the Vikings. I think if you hop the Falcons, you're guaranteed to get him. The Falcons are at eight, um, but I don't know how that actually is going to play out. Because you know, if you guys don't go quarterback, Jaden Daniels could real- realistically fall to the Falcons. Yeah. Disclaimer, I think Bill should stay. Um, But if you were to trade him and could do it to the Chargers and say you needed to throw in a little more, and if they decided that that they were going to fire him either way and are just looking for a trade right now, I would say 100% do that because why not? You'd have two in the top five. You're not getting the fifth overall pick for Bill Belichick. This is not. Happening. I'm saying, <laughs> no. I'm saying if I'm saying if you gave the fifth for Bill plus something else, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill and Juju, <laughs> or like Bill and next year's first or something, something stupid. Bill and Mac Jones. <laughs> that would be so crazy. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> get off draft. Let's time. move on. This let's move fun. on. It's fun though. <laughs> What's next? Um, New Orleans and the Falcons. New Orleans, 48, Falcons, 17. Um, What did we see here? Not a whole bunch. I don't even really remember watching this game. This was, you know, Falcons got up early. And then it was like the Saints just scored over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, Arthur Smith is gone, so that's huge. Desmond Ritter did put up almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, one interception for 111.9 QBR. 
it does feel like Bijan was a little bit involved uh, through the running game. He had 11 attempts. But through the passing game, he did have that 71-yard touchdown. Now that I'm mentioning these things, I'm totally back. That touchdown was awesome. <laughs> Week 18, though, not great. Um, yeah, Bijan had eight targets, seven receptions. Great. Ended up with 26 PPR points. Drake London, you know, nine targets, four uh, four receptions, 41 yards. More to come from him next year. A lot more. And Kyle Pitts got a little bit involved, uh, but Johnny Smith ended up stealing that touchdown. That was kind of meant for the tight ends there. So all around decent game from the Falcons. Um, got up early, but then kind of got destroyed by Derek Carr. Uh, I'll let you cover the Saints if you want. Yeah, I just wanted to say one thing um, about the Falcons. Um, I think we have to just give them another year um, on Drake London and Kyle Pitts. I think we know Bijan's a stud. Um, and we know Drake London has talent, and Kyle Pitts has talent. Kyle and Pitts we is haven't necessarily, back. And we haven't necessarily seen, I guess, what they could be capable of. So I think we just, like, if you're sunk into them, I mean – you just got to ride it out at this point. Like, yes, do not move any Falcons. That is because the potential could be there. So just for that there. reason, if you say so, I don't, I don't believe it, but who do you not believe in? <laughs> do you not believe in Kyle Pitts or Drake London or what? It sounds like kind you like Bijan. I I'm believe a big Bijan guy. It feels like Saquon on the Giants. That's so mean. Um, I don't know. They bring in Penix. I think Kyle Pitts, top three tight end. Uh, Drake London, top eight wide receiver. Wow. I should go trade for these people if I actually think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had one of them. Yeah, I have, I have uh, Kyle Pitts in one league and Drake London in another, so... We'll see what that ends up being. But um, with the Saints, there was only a few things worth noting. Um, Derek Carr had a great game. I guess he's probably their quarterback next year. They sunk a lot of money into him, so I guess ride it out. Um, And the big one I wanted to hit on was Kendra Miller. He kind of got an opportunity this week, and he did a lot with it. Um, He only had one reception, but... He had 13 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. Pretty solid. Um, I honestly I could so. see them moving Kamara. Because 100%. He's, he's a volume monster. Um, and sometimes, you know, he gets 15 attempts and records 38 yards rushing. And same thing in the passing game this year. He had like a game with... <laughs> 14 receptions for 37 yards or something so um kendra miller if you're willing to take a flyer i would yeah absolutely um here's the question though he went i want to say at like the 112 last year maybe the 2-2 if you're if you're pushing it back maybe even the 2-4 yeah what are you willing to buy Kendry Miller for right now? A second. I wouldn't, not an early second. If you had like a mid second, that's like perfect to poach with. Just, and I would let that if rip. You, 
if you drafted him, what are you willing to part with him for? Oh, I feel like that mid-second would be perfect. Just cut your losses if you don't believe in him. I would hold and take a first because it feels like the opportunity is there. A late first. But, you know, there's That's plenty of idiots in every fantasy league who would be definitely willing to cut. Want to go out for trades right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um, move to the next. Well, we didn't talk Unless about receivers. You... Okay. Rashid Shahid, good. Solid. Chris Olave. Good. Very good. That's about it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, the next one was kind of an awesome game. The Titans 28, Jacksonville 20. Um, it's just kind of nice watching Trevor Lawrence lose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he kind of did this thing that he's been doing all season where he stinks it up for like the first two quarters and then goes absolutely like nuts um in terms of like passing yards and touchdowns he he was very slow at the beginning but then kind of got it going in the second quarter um and etn also does this where he's just not efficient on the ground but he's just efficient enough and has enough involvement in the passing game um personally he's a guy i want to move off of um yeah calvin ridley good game hasn't been consistent um, which is, I think, one of the reasons that they struggled this year because they tried to feed him so much. Um, and then Evan Ingram has just been awesome all year. Um, that's a guy definitely worth hanging on to because he's built that trust with Trevor Lawrence now. So I think Trevor Lawrence kind of treats him as one of his go-tos. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about Evan Ingram. And I'm going to pull up the season stats here so that we can see... Yeah, just as I suspected. Do you know who the tight end two is? Is it him? In Joker? Evan Ingram is the tight end two on here. <laughs> From a total yeah. fantasy points perspective. Insane. He went off in the second half. To think that I got him for $18 in a $1,000 auction. <laughs> I I was so soured on Evan Ingram for like years after he got drafted to the Giants, but I I watched enough of his highlights and plays and stuff like that, just holding on to him just to know that there was something there. Um so I'm happy that he's finally gotten an opportunity. But I'm not totally sure if he's gonna keep it. He probably will keep it going next year. He's not that old. He's only twenty nine. Yeah, I wouldn't go buy him, but if you have them, good for you. Tank Bigsby got three carries. I thought that was pretty cute. Pretty cool. Pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely cute. <laughs> um, I I don't think he's gonna take over the job at any point. I want him to, but it's just not happening. Um, no, it's not gonna happen. All right, other side of the ball. What do you got? Anything? Derek Henry's um, done. Well, the last thing I want to say about the running back situation in Jacksonville is that their offensive line does suck. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, um, the only thing really worth noting is, well, there's two things, I guess. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still pretty relevant. Um, 
I think he always will be. He's just that talented. And then Derrick Henry, kind of the same deal. Um, he's an absolute beast. He won this game. Uh, 50, 153 yards and a touchdown. We'll take it. He's just an animal. He's so good. Eight yards per carry. He is still legit. Uh, Tajay Spears might be the guy there next year, but Derrick Henry's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, he kind of said like a goodbye at the end of the game to the stadium, which was also cute. Um, that was so cute. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's going to end up being RB1 somewhere, and everybody knows it. Maybe the Eagles kind of make sense. The Ravens kind of make sense. Um, we'll see. Packers? Just throwing no. it out there. I don't know. Aaron Stop Jones is pretty hopeful. old. Stop being hopeful. And Derrick Henry always says he loves the cold. He doesn't He's say that. I'm just, I'm just making it up. <laughs> <laughs> I believed you. Um, I believed you. Yeah, there's not much to go over here. Vrabel did get fired after taking the Jags out of playoff contention, though, which is insane. Like, what are you – I'm, like, very frustrated. I feel like he's a good coach. They have struggled in the past couple of years, but I think that's more about roster construction than anything. You have an aging Ryan Tannehill, a bad O-line. They moved on from A.J. Brown for – I forgot his name. You know who I'm talking about, though. Oh, uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, yes. The only good thing that they did was bring in DeAndre Hopkins, but like even that wasn't enough to stop the bleeding. The The roster construction is just so bad. The defense isn't very good, you know. Um, I don't know. Got anything else yeah. to say about the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but I want to say my hunch here is that Vrabel was like, yeah, I'm all set here. And they probably could have traded him for something, but I think he was like, no, I don't want to be traded. <laughs> and he was just like, why would I want my team that I'll end up coaching for to give something up, you know? Um, yeah. I got to believe he was just like, all right, this team sucks. Let me out of here. We're losing our best player, Derrick Henry, next year, and we don't really have anything going, and I'm not waiting around for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, just feels like he was one of the better coaches in the league, and I couldn't imagine a team moving on from him, but I guess if it was really his choice, who cares? I also want to update you. I did send a trade, uh, 2.07 and 2.2 Atwell for, um, what's his name, Kendra Miller, and I got a text back being like, I'm not going to trade him unless I get the same value that I drafted him for. So seems like some managers are thinking the way that I am. What a loser. <laughs> yeah, we're in that league together, so you know who that is. <laughs> you always make your trades look worse by adding 2-2 Atwell. You do that in every trade offer. Yeah. I traded him for Adam <laughs> Thielen because I was like, I don't, I'm tanking. Adam Thielen is hurting me. I'm just going to go get 2-2 Atwell. There's, there's no point in not doing that. That didn't work. I made the playoffs. <laughs> um, so the next game we had was Seattle and Arizona. Um, 
I called this as an upset and you told me not to. Uh, thank you. Um, basically, Arizona was, I think, leading at one point, and it looked like they were going to win, and Seattle was able to come back. Um, what did you think about this game? Um, James Conner is still a monster. Yep. Kyler Murray is still very good and should be considered a top eight uh, dynasty quarterback in you know, all formats, I think. It feels like he's able to get you know pretty good rushing upside every game. He only had 33 yards this game, but you know, I think there's more to come there. He's going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year too, likely. Um, Michael Wilson, I don't know if I already said that. No, I didn't. Michael Wilson, you know, six receptions, 95 yards. He popped off. Uh, no touchdowns, which would have really put him over the edge, but he's awesome. Trey McBride kind of had a down game. Uh, Rondell Moore got a little bit involved. But Trey McBride still ended up putting up that touchdown, so he finished with 12 points. A lot of good things happening on the Cardinal side of the ball, and it's pretty good for them that they lost this game because I think they would have gone from like four to eight or something like that. And they have a very solid chance getting Marvin Harrison Jr. now. Yeah, huge for them. Um, otherwise, yeah, as you said, Kyler Murray had a good game. James Conner is a beast. Um, I'm not completely sold on Michael Wilson. I think he's solid. Um, yeah, he's maybe, not going to be consistent like, next year. Yeah. Um, otherwise, on the other side of the ball, Gino was fine. Um, Kenneth Walker is still good on the ground, which we expect. Um, yeah, he's so good. And then otherwise, Tyler Lockett, what, probably his best game of the year. And then yeah, Jackson two receptions. Smith and Jake Bud. Yeah, and Jigba and DK did nothing. <laughs> yeah. Will Disley put up 46 and a touchdown. But I don't know if there's going to be, you know, I'm kind of taking the idea of the Seahawks receiving core and the Seahawks offense. And I'm going to give it a soft reset this offseason. Uh, I think Tyler Lockett's gone. JSN should be yep. more involved. DK continues to be good next year. Um, we don't even know about the future of Geno Smith. He probably comes back. but and Then we have Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet, and I don't know what that split looks like next year. Probably relying on Kenneth Walker, but they did invest a second-round pick in Charbonnet. Well, I got a take for you. Seattle for drafts Bo Nix. That goes would be Oregon, very fitting. Goes from Oregon to Seattle. He's comfortable. It's, and just cooks with Pete Carroll and DK and that high-flying offense that he had at Oregon, basically. Well, I think he could get some time behind Geno Smith, too. It wouldn't cost him too much. Um, yeah, like I'm saying, I don't think Geno's going to be the starter next year. I think he'll start the start of the season, and then you know if they do end up drafting somebody or bringing somebody in, he'll probably be out by the end. Um, currently mocked... I think they'd have to trade up for Bo Nix. I'm trying to find him. Bo Nix going at 43. They have... I don't know if they have a second rounder. Am I losing my mind here? They could easily trade in for that. Yeah, I think they could. Yeah, they traded their second rounder, uh, which is 47. But 
I could totally see that happening. Move somebody. I don't know. Who would you move? Probably someone defensive or something like that. No, you just trade picks. Yeah, I guess so. You just like um, offer, I don't know, a third and like next year's second. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's a really good fit too. I like that idea. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk about your boys now. Green Bay 17, Chicago 9. Um, we had this as this is going to be an interesting game. Um, it was. Tell me about it. Uh, man, Justin Fields is not bad. Uh, DJ Moore is pretty good. Cole Komet had some good plays. Uh, they couldn't really get the running game going. I think our defense was better than their defense, which is kind of what ended up being the difference. But, you know, Jordan Love, 27 for 32, 316 yards, two touchdowns, uh, close to a perfect QBR. Aaron Jones had five yards per carry. Uh, Jaden Reed, 112 yards on four receptions. And then we got some other guys involved, uh, like Melton and Dontavian Wicks and Tucker Craft and Aaron Jones. Just spreading the ball out all over. Uh, Dontavian Wicks had two touchdowns, which was pretty sweet. But I think this was the kicker, as we kind of talked about going in. I was like, if they win and knock us out of the playoffs, I think they stick with Justin Fields. If they lose, I think they draft Caleb. And I still feel that way. I think they're going to go with Caleb. What's your take? Yeah. Justin Fields is not the answer. He's good. He could be good somewhere else, but it just feels like this Bears culture doesn't know how to develop quarterbacks. He's one of the same. He's basically the same as the second year um, and hasn't really made any huge steps. I think maybe with the right coaching and the right weapons around him and a good O-line, he could be a really solid quarterback in the league. I really am excited to see where he goes. I think that team will have a very high-flying offense. I mean, it could be interesting, uh, but personally, I hate him. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think I'm so excited to root for him. I've been rooting against him and for his failure, but like the best thing as a Packers fan would be if they traded Justin Fields and then Justin Fields was like awesome, <laughs> and you know Caleb had the same development struggles that Justin Fields has had, which probably won't happen, but would be so funny. <laughs> That's just evil of you. Yeah, I'm a little sicko when it comes to rooting against the Bears. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah, why not? It's like even probably the Jets. It's like probably celebrated when Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. <laughs> no, 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 no. That'd be um, evil. After, after absolutely beating them down for 20 years, um, I was kind of rooting for the Jets to be good this year because I knew the Pats weren't. But... Now I don't really give a shit. Now it's back to let's get the Pats on track to beat the crap out of everybody. So yeah, not, you this nothing, year. I didn't think you were not the same. <laughs> um, couple guys on your Packers had good games. Definitely, I think Aaron Jones is still the answer in Green Bay. Um, he's hurt all season, so I don't really count this one. And you should. Probably get some more reps throughout the playoffs. But those rookie wide receivers really stepped up in, you know, Christian Watson's absence. I think Jaden Reed is the alpha wide receiver 
in Green Bay. Feels like he's able to, you know, catch anything, turn anything into a long game. Scores a bunch of touchdowns. Dontavian Wicks is also really great. Um, and same with Tucker Craft. I got a text from somebody on draft night when I drafted Tucker Craft in the second round. It was, a, or maybe it was early third round. I'm going to go find that in a second. But I got a text from somebody saying that he's not good. And I was like, hey, don't need to slander my boy before he even plays a snap. And it turns out that he has been, you know, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, someone else I wanted to point out was it just seems like there's a new guy every week and the past couple weeks it's been Bo Melton. Who the hell is that? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. Also, it was 4-9. It was not second round. If it was second round, I maybe would have had to rethink it. But Luke Musgrave went yeah. 4-8. Tucker Craft went at 4-9. And I was like, I want a Musgrave, but I'm just going to draft Craft. <laughs> so. Well, it seems to have worked. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, Dontavion Wicks, pretty solid. Um, I've kind of invested in some of these no name guys on green Bay. Um, personally, I, uh, I own Dontavion Wicks and I tried to get Bo Melton, but because the fantasy season ended, I couldn't get him. Um, mm-hmm. so personally like Jaden Reed, awesome. He's just a big play guy, you know, but he's consistently getting them it's almost like he's kind of playing that debo role of being like a guy who can make these quick shifty routes but also a guy you can hand the ball off to which is kind of huge especially in terms of fantasy value um i think if you're willing to pay the price for him i think you could honestly get him at lower than what his potential is so if if you're (laughs) into that kind of thing uh go for it hmm that's a good perspective. Yeah, he is. There's still some questions about him being the alpha guy there. It just feels like Christian Watson's going to play his entire career from the sidelines. So, Jaden Reed is the best ability is availability, and Jaden Reed has been that this season. Yeah, and I think this offense only gets better next year. I hope so. I mean, Jordan Love has really stepped up. How do you feel about Jordan Love? Um, I like him. I think he makes a lot of throws that when I watch him on TV, it's like, holy shit, like, where did this come from? Um, yeah, a he's... lot of it is very Rodgers-esque. Like, the back foot throws and, like, side Yeah, arm. he's hopping. And he has an absolute cannon of an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, um, he's better than I'd expected, I think. I'm still... Wanting to see him, you know, full season of him at his, like, best. But feels like he's been really solid for the back half of the season. And he started off pretty good, just not, you know, the best. Hey, they snuck in the playoffs for you. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, so you get to watch more of them, which is the good thing. And you get to watch it at the highest level. Yeah, I almost went to the game next week. I still might. Um but I get home on Saturday night, and then the game is on Sunday midday, and it's a three-hour drive to Dallas. So thinking Send about it. it, though. Thinking Do about it. it. <laughs> Standing room only tickets are 120 bucks. Oh, my God. Why not? <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
Um, all right. Next game. Let's do it. Kansas City 13, LA 12. Um, I don't know what you want to talk about here because there definitely is not a lot going on. We were right. <laughs> that that harp helps. Harps. That's cute. Uh, yeah, we said the Chiefs are just a better overall constructed roster. Um, Easton Stick threw the ball 47 times and put up 12 points. Just that's no the, touchdowns. That's a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he had 77 rushing yards, too. Yeah, I mean, he popped off on on his own, I guess. But posting like a 50% completion rate on 47 attempts is real bad. Um, but also look at Austin, who he was throwing to. Yeah, that's fair. Austin Eckler had 10 attempts for 11 yards. <laughs> that's uh, the most Austin Eckler line of the year. Yeah, it's it, you're kind of on to something. It feels like these receiving backs always have like 75 attempts for 78 yards and then they'll like have good receiving lines but it's like what you can't and like sometimes they pop off on the run but not often um yeah i guess easton stick was throwing the ball to i guess josh palmer austin eckler quentin johnston uh donald parham but not a lot to like out of this, but I think the Chargers have given up for the season in, in a way. Yeah, and something that I personally look for in um, running backs and wide receivers is guys who can give you 100 yards rushing a game or 100 yards receiving and be pretty consistent about that because you know touchdowns can be sporadic and the guys who are yeah. getting those yards are also the guys getting receptions. Mm-hmm. And then in the case of running backs, if you find a guy that also gets receptions, I mean those guys those guys are awesome. Yeah, it's I like think a that's Mon something Ra. we learned from our first league. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Um, so you think Keenan Allen comes back or Mike Williams or like what does that receiving core look like? It's not good. It's interesting. Um, they, they have to do something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they have to do something. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm interested to see. I don't think they have much money either. It's Philip Rivers part two. Yeah, it's not good. But if they actually take a season or two to fully rebuild... Um, and you know, cut losses on their bad contracts. I think they'll be back in a good spot by the time Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, now is the time. By the time Justin Herbert, but I think there's more to be done. Yeah, they need an offensive line. Um, their defense has so many stars, but they just sometimes give up a ton of points and sometimes get like twelve turnovers. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what to say about LA because their offense is in question, but then at the same time they have these stars. There's just some sort of disconnect that's going on here. Yeah, I think so. It just seems like when you have the players 
I was like thinking about this. I was like, yeah, a lot of teams don't have the players and you can't really blame the coach. When you have the players and the team still sucks, it's just so obvious that it's a coaching issue. Um, so I think hopefully they improve next year. Yeah, but I'm thinking about it also like if Bill Belichick were to go there, why would he want to go there over the Pats? You know what I mean? Like he'll do anything to stay with the Pats. Yeah, I think I think he goes to the Commanders or the Bears. You think B enemy would get promoted? I I he should, shouldn't he? Technically, yeah. Um I don't know if it actually happens though. So many questions. Um, let's yeah, skip the rest of this game because nothing else happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the next one, Denver, Las Vegas. Let's just get the AFC West out of here. Um, this was also not the most exciting game. Um, neither team in playoff contention. Raiders won 27-14. to 14. Basically, the story here was Aiden O'Connell was pretty solid again. Um, and Zamir White had another big game. Uh, do you think it's possible they move on from Josh Jacobs? As a Zamir White holder, I'm hoping they do. Yeah, I've been uh, holding him for two years, three years. So, so he's on franchise tag right now, correct? Yes. Or do you get a con? Yeah, I don't think they franchise tag him or pay a running back when they're in this situation. I think they trade Devontae Adams, uh, hopefully not to the Jets because Garrett Wilson's value would be very sad. Um, but I think they trade Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, try to recoup some value there. Maybe they don't go the rebuild, but it feels like they should. I feel like the whole story of this year is every team is like pretty evenly matched um, at every tier of the league, which is kind of unusual. And I think next year we're going to see a big shift to like half the league being dominant and half the league being absolutely horrible. Kind of like last year. Yeah, I think it comes in waves. I think last year had a lot of dominant teams and, you know, especially in the AFC. Um, and I think that'll year. be the case with these two teams. I think these two teams are going to take a take a dive. I, I, yeah, you got to say that they both should. The Broncos have like, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I started my Dynasty or my uh, Madden Rebuild series doing the Broncos. And then I looked at their contracts when I tried to like re-sign players and I was over the salary cap by like millions and millions and millions. And I was like, what? I can't do anything. Like, There's no way to rebuild this team. So they're screwed. Um, especially if they're going to move off of Russell Wilson or I don't even know what they're going to do there. So I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with both these teams, I guess. Not that either of us really care. And especially with Mahomes in that division that anybody cares, it kind of feels like Brady with the crappy jets, bills and dolphins, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Jerry Judy had a decent game, 79 yards and a touchdown. And I wanted to point out that Javante Williams got very involved in the passing game. Um, so he 
put up the 32 yards rushing on 3.6 yards per attempt. Nothing special there. Did rush for a touchdown. But through the receiving, uh, he had nine targets for seven receptions, 43 yards. Um, so that's something that you like to see. I know that he was highly touted. Um, I think towards the back end of his rookie year, he was like a top four dynasty running back, which is insane to say. Um, so maybe he can recoup some value and, and crack back into the top 15 next year. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in him personally. I'm not a shareholder or um, a fan at all. I think he's very overrated. So um, that was the same draft class as Ruggs, and I feel like we never saw anything that great out of Ruggs either. So, Well, Ruggs was always going to be bad. The fact that he got drafted first was insane. That's my point. If Judy went after him. Well, I'm talking about Javante. Are you talking about Judy? Oh, I'm talking about Judy and um, what's his name? So I don't think. Javante oh, Rugs, Rugs. Yeah, Judy. Judy and is... Judy and Rugs. CD went after Rugs. Did you know that? That's crazy. I think Rugs went at twelve and CD went at eleven. Or no, sorry, CD went at seventeen or something like that. Um. Insane. Judy has never been good, though. I don't really expect much coming out of him next year. I don't really... I have one share, but that's because I traded J.K. Dobbins straight up for him before the season started um, when I was kind of oversaturated at running back. I was happy to make that move, and it kind of ended up being a lose-lose. But I don't expect much from Judy. You yeah, good, I think though. that's a hell of a move. Sure. I think some guys look good in week 18. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, the next game, kind of a big one. Um, the Giants blew out Philly. Yeah, this we were talking about cashing out parlays. Uh, you ca- you got to cash yours out. I didn't. I had like a, a thir- turn 30 into 100 offer. And then I was like, no, they can bring it back. And Jalen Hurts breaks his finger and and everything went wrong. This was brutal to watch. Uh, One highlight was Kenneth Gainwell. Quez Watkins, we mentioned him, and... We got it right. Someone else. Yeah, we were like, it's Quez Watkins or someone else is going to score a touchdown this year. I said Quez. Um, He scored. I didn't bet it. But he scored. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) We should have bet it. Uh, So that was fun. And... Not really much else there. He did put up 93 yards. I know that sometimes I read these stats. I don't mention them, so I'm going to try to get better about that. Other side of the ball, uh, Wandale Robinson had a pretty good game, 85 yards um, on five receptions. You know, Slayton had a good game, five receptions for 62. Saquon had a 46-yard reception as well. Darren Waller finally got involved. Feels like uh, Tyrod was spreading the ball around. Uh, Tommy DeVito even got a couple snaps in there. Uh, one issue that I have and I think will continue to have is that the Giants run blocking or Saquon or something is not quite working right. Saquon did have two rushing touchdowns, but did feel like he um, is limited by this line and kind of gets tackled for losses and very efficient frequently. Yeah. 
Um, Saquon, I moved off of him just because I was holding him for so long and he was so good right at the beginning that I think we all expected him to kind of bounce back the way he was his rookie year. Um, but simply with this line and kind of being stuck with the Giants, move on. <laughs> yeah, I saw Dynasty, like they're like early Dynasty rankings or maybe even just early redraft rankings for 2024 running backs. Saquon at five. I'm like, what are you? I hope because I have him on one of my teams, but like, no, he's not that yeah. good. Yeah, I wouldn't put him top 15. No, I don't think I would either. I have yeah. Saquon, Javante, and JT on one team, and it's like I'm constantly pulling my hair out between because I had Javante and J, and uh, Saquon kind of early when they were good, and I'm pulling my hair out thinking what could have been with those two. Mm-hmm. So a note about this game is I think Jalen Hurts is a big faller. Yeah, I think that's a good um, analysis. He's been bad man like over and over and over again you expect him to bounce back or you know have a real offensive breakout i thought this was going to be the game it wasn't something's going on with jalen hurts they got to fix it this offseason or he's out i think after next season but he has so much guaranteed money yeah he does i don't know (laughs) it's so funny (laughs) yeah Um, they paid him a year too early yeah how many years does he have on his contract? Like five? Uh, yeah, I think he has another four. Or he might be playing Yikes. on the last year of his rookie. Okay, so you'd have four more or five more after this. That's so bad. Crazy. Crazy. So do you think that impacts, uh, you know, Devonta Smith or A.J. Brown going forward? I, I can see A.J. Brown demanding out. Devonta Smith becoming the alpha here, and that actually could help his value. Um, yeah. What do you? Th- I'm not. I'm not worried about either because AJ Brown will end up where the targets are, and Devonte Smith, if he takes over a number one, if he goes somewhere else, he's still good. So. All right. Good to hear that perspective. Yeah, I think Devonte. I'm a little bit worried about his value. It seems. I think on keep trade cut right now. He's like number 15 or 14. I think he's after Zay Flowers. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. You think you valued Zay Flowers more than Devonta? No. I'm saying I'm about 14 or 13, whatever he's ranked. I think that's pretty accurate for Devonta Smith. Yeah, let me pull it up. I have it up now. I'm just sorting um so Garrett Wilson at six I don't know why I mentioned that I like Garrett Wilson I see that and I'm always like wow maybe he'll be good one day Zay Flowers at 12 Devonta Smith at 16 yeah I have those crazy. I, I have all three of those guys in one of our leagues and I'm gonna get Marvin Harrison <laughs> that makes me You're feel really good <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope that makes you sleep better tonight. Oh, it makes me sleep so well. Actually, I can't sleep. I'm just waiting to hit that draft button on Marvin Harrison. 
Um, um, is there Devante's anything else right you want to talk of, about? Sorry. Devontae's in front of DK, Pittman, Drake London, T. Higgins. I don't think anybody else should be behind him, maybe. Those are good guys. Okay, sorry. Getting yeah, and on. there's going to be a, like a big influx of wide receivers this this year with the rookies. Yeah, I think you know everybody's got to bump down probably two slots. That's outside of the top ten, um, just because of neighbors and Marvin Harrison coming in. I think neighbors probably comes in at ten, and Marvin Harrison comes in at like four, right in front of Amon Ra. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, uh, we will do a you know dynasty recap episode soon. We're talking about doing one next week where we recap the whole season, and then also going to do well. This is just a new idea that I'm spitballing a dynasty preview uh, of the off season, and then like a dynasty recap of the off season, something like that. We'll figure it out. We sure will. Um, the next game we had was the Rams and the Niners. Rams 21, Niners 20. Um, the story here was a couple of backup quarterbacks trying to duel it out. We said Elijah Mitchell was going to have a good game. He did, 52 yards and a touchdown. Um, he was not super efficient, but he was solid. Um, Brandon Ayuk played for some reason. Um, did he have yeah, a bonus incentive? I don't know. All right, well, um, Carson Wentz won this game, uh, which was kind of cool, but he still stinks. Yeah, it's kind of ironic because he tore his ACL and ruined his career against the Rams. So now he's on him. It was it was the Carson Wentz revenge game. Against the team that he's playing for, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> 56 rushing yards for him is pretty insane, but really not many stats to talk about on either side of the ball. Carson Wentz did have you know, a rushing touchdown and two passing touchdowns, so as you said, he got everything done for the Rams. Um, teams like the 49ers were more through the ground, um, two rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown, and they lost because of a mix, missed extra point. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, the Rams missed an extra point, too. I think they went for two or something, so they were able to figure it out. I don't know. Um, not much here. Puka, 41 yards, right. touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only thing worth talking about here is that Puka broke the record for yeah, receiving yards by a rookie. So That's probably why he played. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, here, let me jump back over. Have it up. Puka's the wide receiver seven right now, behind Garrett Wilson, in front of Tyreek Hill, in front of Chris Olave, in front of Brandon Ayuk. And I agree with how that. Do you, how do you feel about that? I agree. Yeah, that's scary, but that's probably right. He's I, I would only really move him down good. one if I moved him. But also, like, I'd have Puka maybe in front of Garrett Wilson, so. I think I would, too. I think I'd have Tyreek in front of Puka. And then Puka behind 
Tyreek. So in the same spot at seven, and then Garrett Wilson behind him at eight. Yeah, I like that. Um, we got to do our own I think, rankings. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, I think Puka, for me, has shown everything that you want to see out of a wide receiver. Um, he's shown that he can have games where he gets 14 receptions. He's shown us games where he can get to like 200 receiving yards. He gets touchdowns. He makes the one-handed catches. I think he checks all the boxes. Yeah, absolutely. He's been incredible this year. I thought his like 15 target game or something was an outlier and it really wasn't. So good to see him. Want to jump over to the next game? Yes, sir. Two left. Um, Cowboys 38, Commanders 10. Cowboys just dominated. Um, We all expected it. We said blowout. It was. Uh, Dak threw one questionable interception, but otherwise he showed out. Um, Sam Howell will not be the quarterback next year. And I feel bad for Terry McLaurin. Yeah. um, I don't feel bad for Terry McLaurin. That's because you're a Wisconsin guy. What do you mean by that? Big Ten. You went to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Terry McLaurin is going to have like a top quarterback next year. He's either going to have Drake May or Caleb Williams. Wouldn't you rather that than Sam Howell? Oh, yeah, for sure. But I feel bad that he's been there for so long just having such a horrible offense. Next year's the year. You probably say this every year. So I I guess you're right. But um, big Tony Pollard game. CeeDee Lamb is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Number two? There's number two. There's definitely there's definitely a debate. He's at least number two. Who do you have? A, who, who's your Who's your top five? Oh, okay. That's tough because that kind of makes me put him at three. Are we okay, talking dynasty or regular? Dynasty. Who's above him? Oh, dynasty. He's two. Real life, Tyreek Hill is above him. Sure. Um, and in dynasty, who's above him? In Dynasty, Justin Jefferson is above him. That is all. But he has quarterback controversy. Like, we don't even know. So maybe from yeah. a Dynasty perspective, CD's number one. I think CD is just got a different switch. You know, it's like, oh, time to take over this game. Yeah, he's crazy. Remember last year, he was, like, not valued at all. Yeah, I think people some people really had questions about him. Uh, I want to pull up his finish last year because he was not very good at least from what i remember he was the year before that but i tried to trade like lamar for cd and trevor lawrence and i got to the doorstep of a deal um it was like lamar and rashad bateman or something stupid so anything Um, else you want to do this game yeah, so another thing, Brandon Cooks just continues to get touchdowns, and Tony Pollard kind of called himself out and had a pretty solid game. Yeah, he did. Um, definitely ran through Tony Pollard this week. 
CD finished last year as the wide receiver five in PPR, but the year before wide receiver 19. So I don't know. I thought last year people were soured on him, but I guess it was the year before. Yeah, CD's a monster. Yes, sir. Anything um, on the commander side that's even... Yeah, I was going to say Brian Robinson. Um, he didn't have a good game, but I think it's another case of offensive line and obviously a team that is rebuilding, is getting a new quarterback. Um, but one thing that was very interesting to me is I was watching this game and the announcer made some sort of comment about him being like the future running back of this team and that the commander's organization believes that. Um, hmm. So I don't know, maybe could be bought. I think so. I think he's the yeah. future running back there. I don't think they're going to grab anybody new. Like He's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. So I think, I think you could buy him low. Uh, for what? Like late first? No, I wouldn't give a first, but I think you could get him for like an early second. I don't have early seconds where I need to buy him. <laughs> uh, I have 111 and 207, so something like that. Yeah. In that case, don't buy him. Yeah, but I want him. Um, it's also <laughs> so he's not as valuable there. He's a pretty good receiving back somehow, but maybe that's just Sam Howell. Uh, I think it's just jump over to the yeah. next game. Yeah, the final game: um, Buffalo twenty-one, Miami fourteen. Miami kind of looked like they were in control of this game in the first half, and the Bills just destroyed them in the second half. Um, Josh Allen had another monster game. 360 yards passing, two touchdowns. He had two interceptions, which is why this game was close. Um, but he also had 67 rushing yards, and Stefan Diggs finally had a good game. Yeah, not as good as uh, Shakir. Dalton Kincaid also no. showed out. Um, James Cook was pretty limited in the rushing game, but on the other side of the ball, we had same thing, two interceptions from Tua. Uh, about half as many yards at 170. Achan was pretty efficient. I think they missed Mostert this game. I think that really impacted them, and it's kind of a sneak peek of what we're going to see next year. Maybe Achan gets a little bit more established, though, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Um, and, then it was and they, and they didn't have around. Waddle. Yeah, I didn't have they Waddle. They didn't have Waddle. Tyreek Hill. So... It was an injured Dolphins team, uh, I think, next week. Do they play next week even? Or do they have the bye? No, they play. No, they don't have the bye. They have the Steelers. Um, or no, they don't. Who do they have? They're, no, they're the uh, six, four seed? I don't know. I can look up a playoff bracket. They're the six seed. They're the six seed. Um, so they play they play the Chiefs. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's tough, but I think if they waddle and those straight back, we're gonna see a different team. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think they could go in there and win that game. Absolutely. Yeah, they're a very solid team. 
Um, Same thing with the Bills. Um, this is huge for them getting that two seed. Yeah, I think so. Um, Bills played the Steelers this week, so that should be a pretty easy win. The Steelers are a lot, you know. Would they have played the Dolphins if they lost? Or not the Dolphins, the Chiefs? I don't know how those seven. scenarios work out. Yeah, I don't really know either, but... I think so. Yeah, that would have been tough for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's really good. He's back just in time for playoffs. Yeah, um, he said that him and this group of guys are. He said there's something about it. There's something. There's something about it. And <laughs> we'll see if that's all It'll bullshit. Be the year. Yeah, I think next week we get a really good preview on what this team's actually made of and if they win they're not pretenders and if they lose then we don't even have to think about them anymore well they're 10 point favorites the bills are 10 point favorites yeah no sorry they're playing the steelers i was thinking about the chiefs uh yeah the bills are going to destroy the steelers we're gonna have to wait two weeks to see if they're legit (laughs) Um, but yeah, Miami and the Chiefs will be a good one. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I'm gonna be on my flight at that time. But yeah, we got some great games this week: Browns, Texans, Dolphins, Chiefs. Um, we can forget about the Steelers and the Bills. That's why it's the early game. And then we got Packers, Cowboys, and Rams, Lions. That's pretty pretty solid weekend. Yeah, I'm excited to do the betting preview of this. I think there's a lot of potential plays. Um, Not as much to focus on, too, which is pretty nice. Yeah, 100%. So, you want to call it an episode here? Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Hope you like the new format. And... Please give us some feedback on YouTube or I think you do Q&A or something on like Spotify or just reach out on Twitter. If you don't like it, let us know. If you like it, let us know. Yeah, appreciate the feedback. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thank you.